Hey guys, welcome to the Jungle Brothers podcast. It's Joey here. Today's chat, Paul and Dylan are joining me. Dylan's the manager at the gym here alongside Paul. So those guys work very closely at the helm of this ship, Jungle Botany. And we're talking about how they navigated the rough waters of the COVID lockdown. It's full steam ahead right now. We're two weeks out of lockdown. So a lot of things happening. The gym is moving very fast. We're headed towards the pointy end of the year. It's summer here in Sydney. So it's getting busy. Everyone's getting excited. We're planning Christmas parties, that kind of thing. But we did just come out of a very unique period for small business and really for anyone. Um, So it was a cool chance to reflect on how they navigated the COVID lockdown. And we look at it all from the perspective of them as coaches and, and the entire coaching staff, but also from the gym members' perspective and how they found or the feedback that they were getting from members over that period and what was working for the members and what wasn't working. Um, we also talk about how it was for the business and the business health. And then we go into a bit of what's happening now, what the future plans are for the gym, and also some practical advice for any of you who are returning to training. So whether you're already back in the gym or maybe you're waiting to get vaccinated or maybe you're waiting until whatever, until you go back to the gym, you've probably got a little bit of apprehension about how what it's actually going to be like. Am I out of shape? Do I need to get fit before I join? We quell all of that stuff. Give some really good practical tips on it. Um, I hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please help to support the show. Share it with a friend. Pass it on to someone who you think would enjoy it. That does really cool things for us and it helps us to keep putting the awesome shows out for you guys. Uh, we weren't drinking Panavore coffee today because I didn't get my ass into gear to go pick it up, but we will be drinking it next time because I promise I'll go pick it up. Tree, my man. So thank you for listening. Please enjoy the show. All right, we're on. We're live. Gentlemen, how are you both? Good, my man. Good, thank you. We've got uh, Paul and Dylan and myself, Joey, here on the show. Um, the guys are sharing one microphone, so they're making efforts to, you know, speak directly into that thing as much as possible. It's all right. Me and Paul are used to working in tight quarters now. I finish his sentences off sometimes. Oh. <laughs> we had to split the podcast because we couldn't podcast from the gym through lockdown, so I took a couple mics home, which is where they are. Actually, no, they're in boxes now getting ready to move houses, but we'll be back. We'll have four marks at the gym again soon. I don't know. This is this is pretty nice. You like this? Yeah, I get to stare into Paul's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you um, Tell us, gents, where, how many weeks back in at the gym are we? Second week? This is week two. So we're halfway through week two. Yeah. What's the vibe? How's it been with the return? Um. I think it was a little bit of a slow start the first couple of days, at least for the mornings. I think maybe a few people were a little bit anxious, a little bit, oh, I haven't worked out so much during lockdown. I need to get my, my physical fitness up a little bit to Good come time. back to the gym, right? But um, this week's been pumping. Yeah. Have you, what do you feel, Paul? Yeah, it was, I think we kind of predicted that it, there wouldn't be droves of people on day one and two. Um, I've spoken to some people. I know that there's people still getting their second vaccination. Um, and then I think for a lot of people as well, coming out of lockdown has made them busier. Like it kind of has us as well. So people are actually busy transitioning back to driving to work or whatever the hell it is. Um, so, yeah, they're coming in. This week's busier. Like the last two nights have been full classes and stuff. And uh, it's just going to grow as we get closer to summer. Yes. But yeah, I'd, that whole thing about being fit to go to the gym. Such a what, But it's, it's true. Everyone does it and everyone feels that. Is yeah. there a psychological kind of condition for that? What is that? What, what Tell us, Dr. Oh, Joe. I'm glad you asked. Because <laughs> everyone, it, it happens to everyone. There like, was a study conducted in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you spent time there? <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> That's a little inside joke for you guys. Uh, that you're not in on. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I came back last Monday and did a workout and I trained all through lockdown and was I did the same workout, really, the same movements that I've been doing. But it was a really fucking hard workout because you have all of the equipment available to you. I'd switch from, kettle, from using kettlebells for certain things to using a barbell. The sets were heavier. The sets were more intense. I found the workout extremely challenging. I was like, man, why is this? And I think it was just because everything had the intensity dialed up like yep. 10 or 20% on what you would have been doing either if you're training, doing a Zoom class at home or you're working out by yourself in the park. 
Yeah, and you add on top of that the uh, the fatigue that's been added in from your day to day life getting busier, as Paul said. Interesting little little tidbit for you. Um, so I wear my Whoop. I had it in first day of coaching. I had an extra eighteen hundred calories burn at the, by the end of the day just from coaching in person versus coaching online, right? And that's going to be the case for most people. They're moving around more. They're being more active through their day. Maybe they're going back into the office and they're not just sitting, moving from the bathroom to the lounge room to the kitchen. It's I'm going traveling to work, traveling back and from. So there is definitely some extra fatigue coming along with that. Yeah, when you, I th- whenever you talk with people about getting training going as a regular thing and, and, and that whole piece, there's also that thing of um, whenever there's a transition in your life, whatever it is, you change jobs or you move house or you change cities, your training invariably falls off for that period because it's just kind of one of the first things to go when work or housing or, or kids or whatever becomes like more demanding over the short term. And I find I probably wasn't really ready for that. This is kind of to your point, Paul. I wasn't really ready for that. So again, yeah, just go back to the gym, but all of a sudden you're back in the car, you're driving. All of a sudden you, you're like, you're thinking about things that you weren't thinking about through lockdown. Like, oh fuck, what food am I taking today? I've got to, I've got to organize some lunch for myself and little things like that. But I don't know, there's probably hundreds of little adjustments in your mind, isn't there? That all require energy and, and thought. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, man, it happened to me coming back to the gym. We got busier like the couple of weeks when we knew it was going to reopen. Um, A very haphazard fortnight of training. And even still now that we're back in week two, it's all still a bit haphazard and I haven't settled in yet. So um, I can't expect that to be any different for some of our members who want to come back. Um, So, you know, we're just understanding of that. And for people who are like ready to start, training it's like it's it's a bit of a bumpy time should we um should we talk a little bit on what the last sort of four months has been like for for you guys and for the coaches and the members and stuff i think it's probably a good chance to have a little reflection there hell yeah what's been the what's been the consensus that you're fit that you're getting from the people like from the members and stuff yep you know i guess there's a, there's a lot of talk about like the mental health thing and as a as, as something that people struggle with throughout covid then you also meet people who have like really embraced it and had an amazing time. What's, yeah, what's the sort of feelings there? I think overall, everyone thought that this lockdown was a little bit tougher than the last one. Um, I think the consensus has been because we expected it to be that little bit shorter and everyone was like, oh, surely not. This is just going to be a week. It took that first month for people to even accept the fact that we were, that we were in a lockdown, right? So there was a lot of uh, lack of accountability when it came to things like training or even like getting out and just seeing the world. Obviously, we had certain restrictions, but people were staying home and not really doing anything outside of work for that first little period. Um, it got a little bit better as we realized, okay, this thing's for real. We're going to be in here for a while. And I saw that people were getting more interactive, whether they were doing the Zoom classes, whether they were training online. And we were also like updating what we were offering as that happened as well. So we noticed that not as many people wanted to Zoom. We offered some online training for a few members as well and changed it around to match those needs that the members had. Um, as we got further and further in, I think it went through those lulls of people were getting really motivated and then a little drop off really motivated and a little drop off um, until we got close to reopen you could just feel all this real big energy and like excitement and tension in the air for people being like okay I've got x amount of sleeps until JB's is back open where's the percentage that we're at okay we're almost at 60 we're almost at 70 all right if it happens here I'll be reopening on Monday and I was getting all sorts of messages through the IG like are you guys definitely opening on Monday is this the, the, do I need to drop my kid off and you could just feel how excited people were to get back in here as well. Yeah, man, it was such a long stint, hey. Yeah. I need times like this to reflect on things because I just forget, but it was fucking four months and now I think at the about the very beginning, yeah, there was definitely lots of stages and waves because at the beginning when we went into lockdown, it wasn't going to be very long, was it? Yeah. So it was pe- two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And so I believed that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing. Everyone believed that. We're like, okay, it's just going to be this short little thing. So no one was really turning up to online classes very much. <laughs> at the beginning and then as that kind of sunk in as he said <clears throat> people realized that they had no other option it was going to go longer whatever and then we started getting more engagement but yeah it's times that went up and down um for sure um but 
all in all, yeah, from the coach's kind of perspective, I suppose, or from our perspective, um, we were, you know, we we were never going to close the gym. Um, we're too, we mean too much to too many people here and, you know, plenty of places just shut shop and took the money. Um, but we were going to stay here and it was it was a real juggle to um, to figure out how to keep people engaged and figure out what do people need, et cetera, and how can we provide that what with diminishing resources. The further the thing went, the less kind of, you know, money in the coffers was just burning and whatnot. And Not to mention being in Bayside, we kept having to reevaluate oh. how we could deliver anything as well, right? So it's like having to tell the members, yeah, we're going to do park sessions. And then it's like we build this system to help them come and train with a small group. And then the very next day after we built this full system, they're like, no, nah, you can't do that. Sorry, we've changed the restrictions again. Mm. Or in Bayside, okay, you need a work permit now. It's like, oh, shit, can our coaches even come into the gym? Or is it just going to be me at home because I'm, I'm close to the gym? I'm the only one that can come in, me and Ali. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be teaching a lot of classes. Yeah. And then there was the personal training thing. And, you know, we have our gang of coaches here and they all work independently, but we're a team um, and we support each other. We have coaches development um, with... The gym, us, as well as business development with uh, Azza, who runs that. Um, and that was like a constant back and forth with what they can and can't do with their businesses because we're there to help them thrive and grow. Man, they killed it actually because <laughs> we had everything thrown at us in this particular era, being on edge of uh, the LGAs of concern and not at different periods. But yeah, they actually came out a lot stronger yeah right their businesses grew and stuff um because funnily enough as the restrictions rose the demand for one-on-one training kind of went up um and they did uh really really well with that um shit i was going to make another point i can't remember i'll come back to it it's uh, it's interesting um the I, i just wanted to give a bit of context for anyone who's listening who's not from sydney but yeah. that like our gym sits uh next to the airport more or less uh next to sydney airport and we're probably about 25 minutes from the city we're in the south end of the city so bayside is like our council areas and it's like collection of like, like 10 suburbs around here yeah but bayside council that was like a an lga of concern wasn't it? it was like a it was like an area of concern so yeah like these rules people could move around within five kilometers from their home blah 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 but then it was different set of rules for here and it was, yeah, I think seeing the way you guys were having to navigate that, and I say you guys because I didn't have to get involved with it this time, <laughs> which I was quite, felt quite fortunate about, um, but it was changing all the time. And it was like, fuck, do you, do you respond to that and change what the gym's offering or do you stick to your guns? Like, and you got all these members that are asking, there's, there must have been quite a bit of work in that kind of whole communication and logistics piece. Yeah, there was a fair bit, but I mean... The good thing about being in this space is like we've always had the policy of open transparency. So as anything changed, we just told the members exactly what was going on and they were always pretty on the ball themselves and um, members might share a piece of information with me sometimes before I've seen it or if, if they had any questions, we're really eager to ask the questions and not really worried about what our response was, more just making sure that the community and the gym was protected and that we were doing everything by the book. That's an interesting one, actually. A lot of people asked me repeatedly throughout the lockdown, be like, oh, hey, you got a gym. What are, the, what are they saying? What's When are we going to reopen? And I'm like, man, I don't fucking know. I'm like, I know when you know. Yeah. And, and people would people be surprised. They're like, are you are business owners and stuff? Are you guys not getting some kind of consultation? Or <laughs> you're like, no, man, we got to watch the news just like you and like read the articles. And I think that was the case. A lot of our members were like that. Like they knew that they knew what we were saying is the information we had, but then a lot of people who might be inquiring about joining the gym and obviously don't know that we're going to be telling everyone everything as we know it, were like, oh, so when are you guys expecting to reopen? I'm like, mate, same news as you. you like, yeah, <laughs> when we get a go ahead, you, everyone will know. I mean, the, the cops had no idea. When you, when you asked them about what you can and can't do, they were just kind of shrugging their shoulders. Like, no one knew. Yeah. And it was poorly defined as well very tactically um, so that you know because interpretation was open hey yeah yeah there was a few cases of he said she said where you'd call three or four times and get three or four different responses from the government but it's all right it's all over now well on the way out anyway 
What was the, um, for you guys, as you mentioned, like the team of coaches and, and the increase, you know, that there was like some good opportunities there because there was more demand for PT. And like, I mean, it was a pretty amazing time. For the most part, the weather was pretty good. And as a PT, you're like, man, I can still carve out a living. Like it's pretty, it's a pretty fortunate position to be in. Um, what did you find was the, the, the things that the coaches experienced? Like was, I'm guessing there were some downsides as well. Um, yeah, in terms of their, their business, you mean? Yeah, their business, even mindset for them, like not being able to come into the <coughs> gym, be with the other coaches. Or did everyone get along? Was it all pretty smooth sailing for them? No, it was, it was up and down. Yeah, everyone had good and bad weeks for sure. Everyone did. Everyone's kind of got their own situations going on. Uh, you spoke about us being in this LJ of concern. Most of all the coaches aren't in it. Don't, as in they don't live in it. And it was, it was, the restrictions were very much based around your address, your home address, and the client's home address. So it was fucking with them because we all operate out of the gym and most of our clients live inside of this, or many of them live inside this LGA. So, um, yeah, it was just the, the, the constant uh, changing of the rules and the kind of... Uh, the lack of confidence in knowing what to do because we, we were it was a debatable thing all the time and you know we're talking about money and livelihood for a lot of people and rent um and you know it it when you have i think uh a lack of financial stability and and no kind of yeah stability in, in your future it, that's when your mental health i think really can go awry um so yeah it was definitely up and down um Especially when it's coming from a place of not like it's not a want. You're not like it's not like I am choosing not to work. I physically am not allowed to go and do this thing. So you've got these coaches or members or anyone who's got all this energy and really wants to go and invest in this thing. And it's like, sorry, you can't do that. You can't go and do this thing that you want to do. And that's going to have like a real big mental effect on you. It's like, okay, I know you've just started your business and like you've got the ball rolling, but now nah, let's scrap all that. And you're going to have to adapt every week as it changes. Yeah, there was, um, I guess, for the majority of the coaches and for our people, there's like the government, you have to, you've got to be grateful for the government support, right? Like, like our government gave, like made it pretty easy for people to access money. Cash grants. Grab. and Yeah, all that, you know, if you could show that your business had been affected by COVID. But we do, you know, have a couple of individuals in the coaching staff who weren't eligible for that because they're not, citizens right like mm, they're here from mm, overseas mm. which that is just even another layer of stress isn't it that that i can't even perceive of because i mean even if for me say if i ha if i couldn't access those funds um i still got family and shit here that can always you know you can always fall back on them if you need to yeah totally and um you know full credit to all the coaches i no one laid down their sword during this thing like everyone was like we're carrying on they still had their people it's the type of thing that we do. It's personal training. You have relationships with people and you don't just pause your relationship with someone um, and then come back. Um, so, yeah, everyone did a great job with that when they probably, yeah, could have laid down, especially those in those circumstances where, like you said, um, like Tima wasn't able to get um, funds for some time. Um, they did release funds in the end, but, yeah, man, we I think... We did it. I mean, we all needed each other through that whole time. I mean, it was really great to have a crew. Um, we've got our open communication lines. We've got our meetings that are, are weekly. And some of the people who lived near each other were actually meeting up and training with each other, uh, etc. It was like, it was, it would have been hard to have done that alone. Yeah. And it was the same, like, through the community as well. I've got to say, like, props to all our members. They were keeping at it like Paulie said it perfect when he said no one laid their sword down I'd go and do a, a PT session with someone in Sir Joseph Banks Park and it would just turn into Jungle Brothers via the park you see Ali and Elaine in one corner doing a session together Shay's on ring somewhere there's just all these like JB members taking over the place right um, and we ran our Winter Warrior competition throughout lockdown that kept going and we got the highest numbers from number one that we've ever got. So there's people just staying consistent and finding movement in some way, it, whether it was online or whether it was doing their own thing. 
majority of our members really found a way to sort of keep that consistency throughout. Is that that guy, Lachlan Bertinetti, who took the title out yeah, again? something with an L. I can't remember what his name Fucking is. Guy. It's not like he did 138 classes or anything. Winter Warriors, like, you attend the most amount of cl- Whoever attends the most amount of classes over the three months of winter wins, right? Yeah, so me and Sue, the we tied three years ago now at, at like, 92 classes, and I'm like, no one's topping that. Like next year, Lockie comes in 120-something, and then this year, 130-something, <laughs> and... Nando tight on his heels every year, super competitive. But then you ask them, like, no, you know, I'm just going to those classes because that's the classes I do normally. Man, unbelievable. I think I remember training. I was doing some PT with Lockie after last year's one. The guy is broken after that effort. <laughs> he cops so many injuries over that time. It's not really the idea of the whole challenge, but this is what you get if you want to be a statistical outlier. <laughs> you want to be the best. Um, what about for the... The business itself, like for the actual gym, for you guys, like uh, obviously monitoring expenses and, you know, all of those things and, and, and all the shit that you have to run and be mindful of when you're running a business, were you guys confident throughout the whole time that that would be fine or were there moments of terror? There's, you go first. Uh, yeah, no, I was going to say there was moments of terror <laughs> <laughs> for sure, um, especially in the early stages. Um, I watch the numbers closely here, do the accounts and the finance mainly and that stuff stresses me out a lot, like, you know, <laughs> at different times and, and this was one of them, um, especially I was like going in after the last one um, and knowing how much of a freaking rollercoaster that was but I was armed with that experience of the first lockdown. Um, so, yeah, it quickly occurred to us that um, it was going to be really tough to make it through. Um, we were granted... Um, some reprieve with some of our overheads last time. And the feeling was that because we got grounded that last time, we probably wouldn't be able to get anything this time. And it was only for two weeks at first. First it was two weeks and then it was, oh, it's only four weeks. So kind of the way that it it kind of got let out like a couple of weeks at a time, and it was difficult to say, hey, we need some help here because this is going to be four months. Like we, we couldn't do that. So there was... I can't remember how long it was now because I just forget about things, but I feel like it was a month before we really we, – we ended up getting help um, and and basically our overheads, like uh, some of our loans that we have to pay, uh, et cetera, we, we, we were granted uh, a hold on those. Um, and at that point, there was, it, it made it a lot easier for us. Um, also, the other the other thing is just the, the revenue that comes in um, – and that being the gym members, and and you know it's always hard because you're 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 watching your numbers, but you also have to watch the news and read the paper and talk to people to get a sense of consumer confidence. And you're trying to anticipate how everyone's feeling because, and and I should say right now, um, like a, a huge thank you to everyone who supported us throughout. Um, we have a lot of relationships here. There's a lot of emotional support, but when it comes down to it. These people who support us with their dollars um, is, is the reason why we're here today. Well, there's the ones who saved us from having to incur these ongoing fees while we weren't able to make, um, you know, as much money as we can when we're open. And then there's these members that continued to pay us um, at whatever capacity they could. And a huge chunk of them were paying their full membership. And that's incredible. We had the tiered system again where... You know, if people were going through hardships, they could pay um, a, a fraction of their membership. And, um, you know, we had people paying full membership and, and supporting us with that dollar. It meant so much, meant that we were able to continue putting on a full service during during um, during the lockdown. It meant that we were able to keep all of our coaches. Like, we've reopened and we've got all of our coaches still. Um, and, and when I say, like, we were able to put on a full service, like, if we didn't have these, that support, then we would have had to cut the timetable down, say, maybe lose some, some coaches, like, all of those things. We had, a, we had an action it plan. Was, it was a real possibility. Like, as we speak about it, there were times when we were very heavily talking about, okay, so this is the next step we're going to have to take. And it was solely the fact that the members kept supporting us as much as they absolutely could that stopped us from having to put those safety nets in place. Mm. But um, yeah, every week it was, it was, there was definitely a, a little bit of fear around that. It's like, okay, am I going to have to say to the coaches, we can't afford you for this class anymore? 
am I going to have to ask from the coaching team to to come in and work for free and ask for something that I don't really want to? Or am, am I going to be able to continue to offer this service that we've offered this whole time through and stay consistent? Or am I going to have to drop off a little bit? What sort of percentage, uh, like if you put a percentage on what the what the da- the drop was in terms of income, like a, on a, a kind of at an average, what are you looking at? And I only ask from just from the interest of like, for people who have a small business, like, do you, was it twenty five percent? Was it more around fifty? Around fifty. Yeah, it was close to around 40 yeah. percent drop. Yeah, which is yeah, which is just yeah, it's what I like. It, you know, it's not all about the numbers, but it is all about the numbers. It's yeah. fucking hard. That's yeah. hard to manage. And you got to remember, like Paulie said, we we thought it was only going to be a short thing at first. So our expenses kept the same for the first month and didn't drop that much after the first month either. Um, we have some ongoing expenses that we can't put on hold at the moment. Um, we're, the, the alliance is going ahead. Everything else is going ahead. We're paying our coaches. They're still coaching the classes, right? So we still need to pay them to be here those expenses can't stop just because the doors aren't open. Mm. We're still paying all those. Well done, gents. And yeah, big love to everyone who contributed. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think probably individual members don't really perceive of what a gesture that is. When you tell them, yeah. oh, thank you, they're like, oh yeah, no big deal, you know, whatever. You're like, nah, like that's, that was like, that sealed the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah and totally. And we're not out of it yet because we have to rebuild now, like as we open the doors. The op- so what happened was we, the amount of money we were able to make dropped drastically. Um, then we got uh, a, a relief, not having to pay as many, many overheads and loans, etc. So that brought us back into balance throughout. But now we've gone back and our overheads have just skyrocketed and we need to do a bit of a rebuild. Um, we had a lot of people stay with us. Um, and like I said, that, that was incredible. Um, but there was a significant amount of, of income lost that we have to hustle now and, and get that back to where it was. Um, but if we didn't have that support, um, it, opening the doors, like we are opening the doors to a full service, a full timetable, jiu-jitsu, um, which always as one of, you know, you could see it as uh, not one of our core classes here, if you want to put it that way, like that was always kind of on the on the chopping block to take some classes and basically thin that program right out. Like we're able to open the doors and go back to it. You know, we've got full timetable again. We're yeah. able to um, have a full timetable downstairs with co-coaches in all the busy times and just looking at it all going on this week, like we never would have been able to kind of sustain that if, um, if we didn't have the co-coaches because there's just so many people here. So, yeah, it's... It's really the effects of that gesture from everyone. It's it's still evident here, and fuck, it always will be. Yeah, I think it's safe to say there's going to be a, a few tears around it at the Christmas party, <laughs> and, a, and a bit of acknowledgement to yes. to everyone that's helped Absolutely. us through this because it, it it really is. It's it's amazing to see, um, and it really does. It, it it makes you feel so much more supported and so much more willing to give everything you've got to this place when you know it's appreciated and you know that the community is behind you supporting you. It, it, it's a lot harder to come in every day into these stressful situations and, and try to drive this business from the front if you feel like you're alone, right? If I can see the members putting in the effort and know that they're wanting us to come back and they're really pushing for us to keep going, it makes it so much easier. One, one thought that um, I was... I kept on, it helped me kind of get through it a little bit was um, the, yeah, so people were supporting us with their dollar, but like throughout the lockdown, we we always look at certain metrics weekly and monthly and we have our, our meetings and it helps guide the business, et cetera. During lockdown, um, there's some new metrics that you will look at really closely and you, some, yeah, and more than you usually do. And, and one of them was the attendance, you know, class attendance, et cetera. And um, although before Dylan said heaps of people were out in the parks training, there's also lots of people who, who weren't. Um, and the class attendance was going down, you know, the longer it went. Um, and, you know, you could that, – sometimes that, that felt really shit when you look at it. We're like, okay, this, we're, we're about to lose a bunch of people or this, you know, the game's just about to change for us here. 
Um, however, we oh, there's a few points. There's a few things in it. Um, but the first one was um, people. I I was look. I try to look at that positively, and I had a few conversations with uh, some people that made me see it that way, which was like. I was thinking, well, people are paying for their membership here, but they're not using the service. Geez, they're about to cancel. There's a whole stack of them. Um, but you could also see it as um, people couldn't use the service or it wasn't as useful to them, and we were trying to make it as you know useful to them as possible by extending the offering in different ways. But also people were paying their dollar um, for our gym because they believed in what we do and want us there as a business in their local area and they want us to be back when they reopen. Um, and I shared that with the coaches a few times, and I think that that just makes you feel really good. Like people were going, that place is cool enough, and I'm not necessarily using it right now, but I'm going to keep paying because they do really good shit there, around there. And fuck, if that they weren't there when we come back, you know, we, we don't have anywhere like that again. Like what they offer is so important as me, and it's, it's like a vote for them, you know, the dollar. Yeah. And um, if you look at it that way, you know, it just – it helps you think, fuck, what we're doing here is kind of righteous and we need to keep going. Um, the other thing that I was going to mention with the the class attendance thing is kind of a different point was um, – and you asked, like, what was it like for us, you know, keeping members going and stuff. And um, it went from all about the training, keep people training. And we know we don't just do training here. We've got the other – pillars of our business to do with community and the big tribe um but it was funny because we were doing what we call like retention and we had little crews the coaches were looking after different people um and then you know we we chased we're chasing down different metrics like oh well we want jb weekly three you know we want to try and get people to attend three classes a week and keep their training going knowing how important it is also for their mental health and then it was like Somewhere after the second month, it was like, we just need to keep people coming to one class a week. <laughs> JB Weekly 2. Yeah, JB <laughs> Weekly 2. Yeah, JB Weekly 1. And then it was like, we just want everyone in your group to respond to your text. And not everyone did, um, but, you know, week in, week out. But when they did, and this happened all the time, they were like really happy that you were trying to contact them all the time. And um, it was just, as I mentioned, it just turned into from a training thing into just pretty much 90% mental health connection thing for people. People just wanted that text, basically. And for the PTs and the sessions, like it was, people were just doing it because they, they needed to get out of the house and they wanted to stay connected with someone. It didn't matter what the hell you were doing in that session. Um, yeah, it just, I thought I'd just mention that because it was, it was weird. Like I was just trying to get people to respond to my text. And when I... When I got a response back, it's just it was a huge win, and you know that's that's just kind of part of what we were offering. And it was funny how the small gesture was like meant so much. It made me really appreciate the power of the meme, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would have my uh, my little group chat with all the people that I was talking to throughout lockdown, and I'd do like a meme Monday where I'd post a meme, and then all of a sudden you'd get like another member posting a meme. And then all of a sudden you've got like a, a this this feed of just memes going along and everyone's having a giggle and getting along and then that will stir a conversation and most of them are topical, like they'll be around COVID, they'll be around lockdown. And Daddy. yeah, right. And I'll have people who are like in their twenties and people who are in their forties and fifties in this group and they're all sharing memes and it's just <laughs> like, Yeah, this is like the universal language right here. Everyone can appreciate a good laugh, especially right now. It was awesome. It's kind of a nice way to communicate too because it can get real boring to respond to like, how are you doing? And be like, oh, I'm okay. You know, kids are not enjoying the lockdown. Like you're having these conversations all the time. Whereas a meme, you can almost express all of that, yep. but in a it's funny so kind much. of satirical way, just with something cool that you're like quite excited to share as well. Yeah, 100%. You're going to say something there, Polly? No, nah, no, just that the memes are say so much. in <laughs> such a small square. Yeah. <laughs> what... um. You guys were running uh, social events on Saturday nights. When did that, that started like halfway through? Yeah, about halfway, halfway. It was a little bit fluid at first. There was no real plan behind it. We're just like, we want another space that isn't training for the tribe to, uh, to get together and to see each other's faces and do something other than just uh, 
lift some weight or do some squats. It was actually off the back of your effort last time. Um, you initiated forums or like workshops. I think we had some Q&As, but it was basically just putting ourselves and making ourselves available like we would in the gym, um, uh, doing the kind of three workshops a year for the members on whatever it is, you know, health and well-being. Um, so it was that idea, but on a weekly basis. Beautiful. Um, but again, it started off with health and lifestyle topics and yep. then it just what we were what the data was telling us <laughs> attendance data was that people were more interested in the socials let's get fucked up yep. together yeah together i think on zoom me and paulie did little chats at first and we're like all right let's let's hold like a seminar style thing and yeah it was okay i had like five or six people and then it's like yeah, this isn't taken off that much and then we did a drinks and it was like 20 30 people and it's like <laughs> okay guys, people just want to get fucked up <laughs> all right we got it we got you and um yeah, you may say that that's not healthy, but man, it's exactly what people needed. It's just totally what people needed just to hang out. Yeah, fucking eh. I mean, people are like, whatever. I'm guessing there's drinking involved, and you know, give, give me some of the events. I, I know I the only one I attended was the one that I ran. So you did your fish taco night, Joey. Yeah, which cook, was a hit. Cooking night. Uh, Nando did a trivia night. So he actually ran one. Nando, one of our members, he ran a trivia night, and it was all That's, Jungle um, Brothers theme. Old second place Nando. The isn't second it? place, not first. <laughs> second place. Old silver medalist Nando. <laughs> He's gonna love that. Um, <laughs> he ran a, a JB trivia night, which was all interesting facts about like the gym and and members and coaches and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I did black tie cocktail. Yeah, that looked like a winner. That was cool. I saw pictures on Instagram. It like was some people were wrapping up at four AM and shit. That was T and I. Yeah, we <laughs> 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 were the last one standing. Oof. But um, what were you drinking? Uh, I had uh, Cosmopolitans and something else. I can't remember. Funnily enough, <laughs> I that? can't remember. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, was, it was fun. Was T drinking dark and stormies? I think he that's was. His, that's his signature drink after last year's Christmas party. <laughs> he was up there with um, young Liam. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Funny, they kept disappearing every half an hour and coming back. Were <laughs> they more energised when they came back? Not really. Probably probably <laughs> just punching bongs. <laughs> yeah. Northern New South Wales. I know what they were doing up there. <laughs> they were, but um, it was funny because it was black tie. Um, it was last minute. Um, Tash and I were going to do it anyway Just the two of us And then we need an event And I was like Well I'll just invite Can I invite the whole gym babe She's like yeah let's do it um, So it was last minute But T rocked up And uh, it just makes me laugh Because T's always in Burning Man it, it doesn't matter what theme there is He's just kind of thinking Burning Man yeah. And he turned up with like a um, Masquerade mask on And TMI's tutu Pop over his head, just sitting around his neck like a, like a neck frill piece, <laughs> and he didn't take it off for like four hours. Just Jesus. had his mask on the whole time, and just yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, he loves that shit. He loves it. Fuck, commits <laughs> to the bit. Um, that's cool. I think that's real special. I mean, you know, you got to look at like, um, you know, the the things that that we do here, and I say we, you guys doing the shit now, um, but it's. Like it's those unique things that people go, oh man, my gym did this fucking thing. And even if it's like, oh, actually I didn't go to it, but it looked awesome. Like the black tie thing. Right, yeah. yeah, like I think that stuff goes such a long way just just for folks who are like, I love that those guys are doing their best and like trying to have a bit of fun and bring a bit of creativity and stuff. Uh, and maybe I don't patronize it all the time, but I value that they do it. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I got from the members too. They'd be like, oh, it's so cool that you guys did that the other night. And I'm like, oh, you weren't there. And they're like, yeah, I had something else. But like the fact that you did it is amazing. And I think we get that in the gym too, right? Like maybe not everyone goes to every class, but they love the fact that there is the options that if they want to go do some jujitsu, if they want to jump in an ice bath, if they want to do a fight class, they've got those choices, right? And it's like, yeah, that's what I like. I like having the ability to make that decision. But they just do benchies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Once I get off this three-year benchy cycle I'm on, <laughs> I'll consider doing the other classes. <laughs> what, um, that's probably a good segue into like what's going on now. Um, ice baths going on. Oh, yeah. Dills, I know this was a project of yours. Yes. You were f you're frothing because you got the thing down to one degree. Tell me more. <laughs> so basically I said to Paulie, I'm like, we can put a beer fridge in. 
right? So when we have Christmas parties and everything, we chuck a few beers in there. And when we're not using it for beers, I'll just I'll just run this class on the side. And he's like, yeah, I'm sold. You had me at beer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so um, yeah, we, we had an idea. We're like, okay, last lockdown, we-, we Just give me a little bit more space from that thing, cowboy. Last lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> fucking right in this mic. Um, <laughs> All right, last lockdown, we, we, we expanded, like we built the deck. We just had the mez put in. There was things happening the whole way through, right? And I'm like, just because the doors are closed, we can't slow down. If we slow down now, we're going to lose momentum. We need to do something. doesn't necessarily have to be as big as building a whole deck or a whole other level to the gym, but we need to add some sort of value for the members so that when they get back, it's like, okay, these boys haven't been sitting around doing nothing. They've been thinking about how they're going to expand and where the offerings are going to go from here. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting into some breath work and some um, cold exposure. Why don't we focus on that? We can do a little bit of recovery sessions and I'll do a breath and chill class and we can put an ice bath in the deck. And Paulie's like, I've heard from some of the members that they don't like scraping their feet along the brick wall. Let's put in a handstand wall. We're like, okay, those are our two big things. We're going to evolve how we do the handstands, take that wall across and we're going to cut into the deck and, and build this ice bath to add this next level. They were the two major projects of the time. Yeah, well, we actually had 20 things that we wanted to do. But, um, yeah, we had to kind of just go through the ones that made the most sense for for members, the things that we needed um, and the things that would be kind of a cool symbol um, because it was also about um, just showing action in a time where a lot of people were kind of feeling like they, they couldn't do anything so we, you know, we knew that the, the ice bath would be a bit of a statement and something really cool, symbolic of, you know, JB's just continuing to, to keep going and doing things at that time. Um, so, yeah, those, those were the two, the two things. And we had Aaron Hook, one of our, our members, shout-outs, who was one of the main guys uh, building the deck last time. He did the flooring upstairs and a number of other bits and pieces and, and he came through and, man, he did an awesome job, got the... The same spotted gum, I think, uh, as the as the deck, and um, just that corner there made it made it slick. Actually, it looks really good. When I was envisioning this thing, I saw this this friggin' freezer just sitting on the deck, right? Like I'm like, yeah, we'll just have like a a meat chest freezer. It'll sit on the deck. It'll plug into the wall. It's all good. And then Paulie's like, we can do a little bit better than that. <laughs> and Cole's hook, and he's built this friggin' amazing complete match looks like it's been there forever not only that but it looks like it's almost like a hot tub like everyone comes in they're like oh you built a hot tub in the gym and it's like not quite but it looks like it yeah at first i was like <clears throat> i wasn't for it i was like oh maybe this isn't the project for us but once you convinced me and came around to it that's when i was like well if we're going to do it we're going to do it properly yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it's it's basically sunk into the deck and the part of the deck that well Underneath the deck, the driveway slopes down, the deck's level, um, so it's cut in. So half of it is below deck, half of it is above, um, and it's got a, a beautiful wooden heavy lid on the top. It's waterproof, has a temperature kind of on-off switch timer thing with a little wire and a temperature node that goes inside and it helps turn the, the energy on and off. Um, and keeps it at a certain temperature, and it just it looks class. Looks class, and you could you could actually, I'm I'm planning on doing the first handstand on it, but you could train off of it, <laughs> yeah, and sit on it. And if there's a Christmas party, you could put drinks on it and sit on it. Just sunbake <laughs> on top of it when the lid's on as well. Speaking of firsts, Paulie, you had your first ice bath in it. Was it this week? Last week? Last week? Last Friday? Yeah, yeah, I did. If anyone saw my Instagram stories, you got to see Paul a little bit. A little bit sceptical prior to jumping in. I actually couldn't help but laugh because you were like, just fucking trust the bloke. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> I, I just need to ask him some questions, yeah. you know. But yeah, I did. I think it wasn't cold enough, Dills. I, like, it's five I, degrees. It wasn't. It was. It was, was it pretty, five? I think it was about five or six. It was cold. Okay. It was cold. Maybe it was all It wasn't that work. cold though. It it's colder now, isn't it's it? It's a lot colder now. Yeah. Uh, it's one degree at the moment. So it's a little bit chilly. Well, from RPE scale, I don't think it shocked me enough. <laughs> like, I, I got in and I, I obviously did all the prep and I went in and fuck, I stayed there for five minutes and I was like, I think it could shock my system a little bit more. Well, just outfit your fucking ice bath, bro. No, no, no. 
He's going to get in after this. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how he does with the one degree and without the Wim Hof. We'll see how you go without the breathing. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm good. It's done, mate. Don't need to do it again. Great experience, though. No, uh, but it's been uh, it's been real awesome to have that as like something else to to teach to the members as we come back and like show them something that I've been looking into myself during lockdown and, and be able to go like, hey, here's this thing that I thought was really interesting during the lockdown. I've explored a little bit. Let me take you through it. And we've had some pretty awesome responses. Um, definitely the sad day looks like it's going to be the big day, but I've got one or two diehards who are coming in every day and being like, oh, are you jumping in? Can I jump in with you? So it's good. What days are you doing it? At the moment, I'm doing a Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. So Tuesday and Thursday are at 7.45, just after S&M or whatever class is on on the day. And then Saturday is at 9 a.m. Now, the Tuesday and Thursday, they're just to see how it goes. And if we get enough following, we might keep one of those. But most likely, it's just going to be the Saturday will be the regular class that will continue forever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that would be mad. It'd be awesome after JITS too. Yeah. Do a big JITS session, then jump in. Caveat, you got to have a fucking shower before you jump in, folks. Yeah, no smelly bodies in there. Um, Okay, so ice bath piece, classes are obviously back in rain. JITS is happening. Real funny thing, you've got social distancing downstairs right, where we're respecting the one and a half meter rule and, and all of that. And then upstairs, you got people um, pajama wrestling each other. Um, I think some people aren't aware of like what the rules are there, but martial arts and contact sports are allowed to be back on, aren't they? Anywhere else needs to have, it needs to be observing the social distancing. Well, rule. interesting you say that. No, within a gym space, you don't actually have to social distance now. Ah. Yeah, so we are out of respect because obviously not everyone Confident. wants hands on them or is is like ready to come back to that level of contact yet, but you don't actually need to um, to social distance while exercising, whether that's in a group class or like PT or anything like that. Um, as long as it's okay, like everyone within the space is okay with it, it's okay. As long as you, you're, num- you're adhering to the spatial numbers. Right? Yeah, exactly. So as long as you're taking, so obviously the main part of our gym is indoors. So as long as we're adhering to the four square meters, you don't need to social distance. Okay, that makes sense. Unless it's changed in the last 20 seconds. Yes. Which is highly likely that it could. Potential. (laughs) Well, actually, it just seems to have gotten like, like, because we've got the new premiere, it's just been like relaxed, 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 hasn't it? Like at quite an accelerating pace. Could be good, could be bad. Good for training. (laughs) In terms of moving forward, uh, I know you guys are fixing for a monumental Christmas party. I feel like you've put the pressure on yourselves to outperform or at least match last year's effort, which was... That's a fucking hard task because last year was was truly epic. I think that, I think that the reason why it's going to be m- matching or more epic is because of the attendees. Everyone's been suppressed for so fucking long. <laughs> we could have it in a fucking car park out anywhere, and I think it's just going to be litty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Let's get one thing straight. There's no matching. <laughs> all right. It is it is outdoing, all right? Dills is like no. it's the first Christmas party under my managerial ship. Exactly, right? And this thing's gonna blow this I motherfucker can't. out of the water. <laughs> I gotta set a good legacy here, right? Like I was behind the scenes of the last one. This one is me and Paul in front of house. It's gonna be the biggest fucking thing ever. You might have to be more coherent this time, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> Man, I'm pumped. Give me, um, give me like one sentence on what, what, what you're anticipating. Like in terms of what is it, how many days, what's the deal? So we are, obviously, if we're going to outdo last year, we've got to have a similar sort of time frame. So it's going to be the first weekend of December. Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of deal. We're hoping everyone can come for the full thing. So the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go home on Monday, but completely open to come for a day, stay for as long as you can, go home, do whatever you can. At this stage, we haven't locked in a venue yet, so I'm not that confident. <laughs> but that, yeah, it's it, we're aiming for that first week of December, and uh, once we get that venue, yeah, it'll be the immersive experience. So a couple of days, immersive. Yeah, at the moment we're putting it out to the tribe for suggestions on themes. Um, so we'll sort through those and try make it really fun. And then, of course, there's the great overseer to our award who's somewhere in the bush up there who's going to descend upon us and probably cheat, flip the script on us. So I'm consulting with him at the same time because it's, it's all of our party and, and, you know, he'll come down with, with the crew up there. 
and maybe collab with Ghetto. Yeah, we might get a movement. few of the, uh, the guys down from Ghetto to come in. We'll put a little sneaky comment on one of our Christmas party posts. So ah. maybe we'll get a few of the boys and girls from there to come down and join us this year. You think they can hang with us? You think they can party as hardy as we do? Well, there might be a few that duck off a little early in the night, but... It'd be fun to watch. Coming from me, I'm the guy that ducks off the earliest. <laughs> I'm like fucking midnight turned to a pumpkin or whatever. Great. Uh, for folks who didn't see our one last year, it was a Burning Man theme. It was three days camping in the bush. It was kind of wet and it was fucking epic. Was <laughs> like, like we filled a field with tents and glamping tents and there was a, like a couple of ha- like a house and man, there was so much shit going on. You can go back and listen to a pod- whole podcast episode on it. It, was, it truly was an epic party. Yeah, this one is, will be challenging just because of everything opening up and pretty much a lot of venues are booked out. Glamping tents are just dried up, especially for that that sort of weekend. So there might be a situation where we have to shift the weekend. Our goal is to book something in as soon as possible, like within 10 days um, and get that happening. Talk to me about some advice you got for folks, you know, getting all amped to come back to the gym. Maybe they're back in already. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're waiting on their vax. Maybe they're waiting. You know, maybe they're not doing the vax. They're waiting until later in the year. What's some good advice for folks who are like getting back into the groove with their training? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just start. Right? Um, there's a lot of pre-thought that goes into it. A lot of oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if it, you've just got to get in here. Right? We've written all our programs, all our coaches have had the intention that a lot of people are coming back from not moving for a while and some people are coming back from really going hard during lockdown, right? So every single program will match both of those intensities. We've gone back to basics for our movements, but you can increase the intensity to match where you're at with your own physical training. We really, we're going to take all the thought out of it for you. You just need to get through those doors. I think that's the biggest thing. Don't hesitate. Don't second guess yourself. Yeah, I think like, you know, there's probably a lot of people running out there this week. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, gym's open. I need a, I'm going to run two or three times this week, then I'll come the week gonna after. Lean up. Just gonna, yeah, a little Do bit. Do a detox. Yeah, but when I think about it, I think that that um, that mentality is probably maybe to do with um, feeling like you're judged when you come back to the gym. And I guess I'd just say to that that there's – is probably the least judgmental gym that you could go to. Um, Yeah. Like, and that's from the coaches who it's our our job to do that and and offer that sort of place for you. But also the members, it's just the type of community that we have here. Um, Yeah. So basically this is, is literally the best place you could, you could go if you're in that situation. So um, yeah, Uh, we talked before about, you know, everyone having, um, different things maybe ramping back up in their lives so it's just like coming in when when you're ready when you've got the space the mental space too and just attending that first class whatever it is um, it's all scalable go in there um, with the mindset of I'm just just coming back to do some movement I'm not there trying to win the CrossFit games or anything like that um, and the coaches are fully aware of that the programs are designed to um, accommodate that sort of attitude um, and if you're have been training like you can still scale that stuff up as he said we can still make that nice and difficult for you but um, yeah just come on in um, we're doing it here a lot of people are in everyone's in the same situation you think it's just you but everyone's in the same situation the majority of people so um, as we always say just walk through the roller doors and we'll just take care of the rest have you seen I know there's been a couple of people um, who intelligently so opted to not get back to jiu-jitsu just yet they're like i'm just going to do classes downstairs for a few weeks get strong get mobile again Mm. and then get back on the mats have you seen a lot of that yeah yeah quite a few people actually which i i've got to say it's coming from people who i wouldn't expect it from as well some some people that are known for being a little bit too savage for their own good and just want to jump straight back into it but they've been good with it they've 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 listened to their body maybe they've become a little bit more body aware during lockdown or they felt their niggles or maybe they've made really good progress during the lockdown and they're like i don't want to go back to that thing quite yet that leaves me feeling jacked up i want to get to the point where i'm feeling comfortable with everything i've got no aches and pains and then i'm going to get back in there yeah i spoke with a lot of jiu-jitsu people over lockdown and they all mentioned how they're feeling great 
They're like, <laughs> my body just feels so good at the moment. And I'm like, wow. Like, and all like, cause we're doing heaps of body weight stuff with like the crew that I work with. They made like really rapid progress in all of their body weight stuff because they could just keep building on new mobility and new strength. Whereas generally when you have jujitsu in there, it's like this fucking handbrake that's constantly being pulled on your strength and mobility gains, right? Probably helps that they're not coming into every session fatigued from rolling for two hours the night before. Mate, undoubtedly. <laughs> I, I felt that. I've been, I've been back at jits a little bit and yeah, the body feels beat up. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I was saying to you guys before the show, I, I think it was before the show, I did that session last week and I jacked up my back just from doing that one session. And it was just that little increase in intensity and probably not really respecting for myself, even though I have been training, it's still a tougher workout now that I'm back in a gym. So even though I got, I've been at that level throughout lockdown, I should be more mindful of how hard I'm pushing and that kind of thing over this next sort of period, whatever that is, whether it's a couple of weeks or a month, I think your body kind of lets you know when you're ready to go back to full-scale training, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm like very purposefully not getting carried away with all these fucking savages around me. We had the, the you know, the coaches and a lot of them have been training um, this guy beside me doing these Friday coaches sessions and we're doing rings this Friday, right? I'm um, not in, I'll be in for rings next Friday. Okay. We'll still do rings. We'll still do rings, <laughs> but I'm really mindful of what I do. <laughs> But yeah, it's like I'm in the gym now and I was doing, you know, body weight stuff, you know, and, and now we're in here and you've walked past everyone doing something else and you're like, oh, I'm going to jump in that. But I, I'm, I need to chill out. I haven't I done to. a deadlift in like nine months and I've decided while I'm in my rest week from my other training today, I'm going to do some deadlifts and I'm like a little bit scared, a little bit anxious, a little bit excited. It's going to be good. Have they not been a feature of your programming of late? Nope. No, the only barbell I've touched was for front squats in the last six weeks. Mm. So, yeah, it'll be very, very interesting to see how they go. Yeah, deadlifts are one of those ones that when you take a period off and you go back to them, they make you sore in the most satisfying way all the way up the back into the traps and you're like, I didn't even know I used those muscles for a deadlift. <laughs> yeah, I'm also excited to see if I've had any good crossover gains, right? Some free gains. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, any, uh, any last bits you guys want to mention? Anything that we got coming up at the gym or whatever? What do new folks do if they want to get involved? Reach out, reach out either via the IG or via Facebook or just go onto the website and fill out the consult form and I'll get in contact with you. Hook you up with one of our awesome coaches. What's the website address? Junglebrothers.com.au no, there's no dot .au at the oh, end, bro. there we go. Just .com. We're <laughs> did worldwide you say now. .au? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're worldwide, guys. <laughs> yeah. See, no, nah, and I'm, I'm actually, I know that for COVID, uh, the situation isn't over for a lot of people, um, but for a lot of people it is, and we're all celebrating that we're back into the gyms and stuff. Um, however, I'm excited. We, we started talking about what we're going to do next year. Um, and I'm really pumped to get back onto other things because there's other battles that need to be fought um, and directions that we wanted to take the gym. Um, so, you know, I just thought I'd say I'm fucking excited for that. We'll celebrate at the Christmas party, but there's more work to be done. There is also going to be a planting day in between now and Chrissy as well. So that'll be a good little chance for all the members to come together and we'll work on the garden together as well. Another little shout out. Andrew, Hook, uh, sorry, Aaron Hook obviously killed it with the deck and helping us out with the ice bath. We had Carl in here helping us out, Morgs as well. Uh, and then Andrew as well came in and helped us out. Andrew Birch, Birch. with the garden. Birch. Birch. Yes. I didn't like, I asked him for a few tips and old mate came in on a Sunday and did the whole garden without me even asking. And I'm like, this guy's a legend. Well, he doesn't yeah. even train here anymore. Doesn't even train here anymore. Just loves the community, loves getting his hands dirty. So thank you to all you four for helping out there. I bet he loves getting his hands dirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's unreal. Boys, good to catch up. Well done for navigating a very tricky period. Both thank of you, you guys. A lot of stuff you take, you know, that's like, yeah, whatever. It just comes with the territory, but there's a lot of work that goes into all that. Um, yeah. And thanks, folks, for listening. I hope that gave you a cool insight into how it's all been. Um, for anyone that's listening that doesn't train here, take Dill's offer, go to jungbrothers.com. Fill out the consult form. The, they'll get, Dills will get in touch with you. 
come and have a chat, get started. If you, you know, if the gym's right for you, they'll tell you. If it's not, they'll tell you. Um, but if you, if this place is your vibe, it'll change your outlook on training. There's actually a lot of new people uh, joining up right now. Like it's week two, there's people come through the door. So there's a lot of people joining that will be probably your training buddies at the same level or at the same level of um, their Jungle Brothers experience. So it's a good time. I'd like to that. mention that the the um, the programming right now directly reflects starting off in this type of movement, right? Like like we said before, it's all been scaled as if you haven't been training and then you can bring the intensity up if you have. So there really isn't a better time to come across than there is now. Love it. Thanks, gents. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>